Hello and welcome to the Ordinary Church Podcast. This is a podcast about the church and for the church. I am Connor and I'm here with Mike. And we're excited to be with you today as always. We're going to get right into it uh, with actually a part two that was promised a few weeks ago on the podcast. Um, Mike and I recorded a podcast, uh, something like, Will Sin Always Hound Me or Will Sin Always Dog Me? Um, Am I going to keep struggling with the same sins over and over again? That was a few weeks ago. Uh, What we want to talk about today is fighting temptation to sin. So for those sins that keep cropping up in your life, for those sins that you feel like are just not giving you any rest and you find yourself stumbling back in the same patterns that you're just, maybe you're thinking of something right now, like this thing has just been on my back like a monkey and I can't get it off. I just, I find myself going down the same roads that I don't want to or, or bursting out in the same ways. And um, what do I do about that? So we want to record a podcast right now, obviously a massive topic, but to just uh, just prompt some thinking about fighting temptation to sin. So Mike, can I just ask you this question to maybe kick things off for us? When you think of fighting, tempta- uh, fighting temptation to sin, pursuing holiness, are there any verses or passages that just immediately flood your mind or, or bounce to the top for you? Yes. The, the first one I think is in Luke 17. That's the one that it just it rings in my ears because Jesus said this. Jesus said to his disciples, temptations to sin are bound to come, right? So stumbling blocks and scandal on. And the idea is that woe to, to the one through whom they come. It would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were cast into the sea than that he should cast cause one of these little ones to sin. And this idea that... Uh, we sometimes think that, you know, hey, I can handle this on my own. We don't realize it ruins other people and it, it drags. It's like, you know, those pictures. I remember a picture I saw of a wedding of like a clip of a wedding where they're on this platform kind of over this this uh, pool. And um, one of the best man starts to trip and he falls into the pool and he takes the bride with him. And it's like she just <laughs> uh-huh. goes into the pool. Uh-huh. And the idea that you take people with you and and I don't think we think about this as often as we should. Um, other verses that come to mind, I think of Romans 6, verse 20, which says, When you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. But what fruit were you getting at the time from the things of which you are now ashamed? Right? The end of those things is death. But now that you've been set free from sin and become slaves of God, the fruit you get leads to sanctification and its end, eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. I think of those kind of verses as well as obviously 2 Timothy 2.22, uh, flee youthful lusts, or the idea of fleeing temptation. So I think those are the ones I think of. What, what are the ones you think of? Um, I think a few that immediately bounce into my mind would be, I always think of Romans 13, um, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh yes. to gratify its desires. Um, so I think that's one that, that comes to me. Um, and just, will you know, that idea of making no provision for the flesh, there's a, you know, there's a commitment on the part of the believer to be radical and cutting out sin, to, to uprooting sin in our hearts, to pulling those weeds out. I think actually the first place that came to my mind just as we started the podcast was Jesus and the Lord's prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, after praying for, uh, you know, all of these things associated with God's glory and holiness and kingdom. Then he says, Lord, give us our daily bread and forgive us our, our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver yes. us from evil. So mm-hmm. James says that God doesn't tempt anyone. You can't be tempted. But at the same time, God is, is sovereign of our lives. And I think probably like the starting place for any believer who's struggling with sin is just to be crying out to God 
Lord, please de- deliver me from this, and then asking other people as well to, to, to join in praying. And um, I'm just, now I'm not necessarily thinking of passages, Mike, but with the prayer, Lord, lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil, has to come the humble heart that says, and Lord, I want to do whatever your word dictates to most effectively fight against this sin. You know, I've, yeah. I've talked to people before who, who say, what's going, what's going wrong? I've been praying for so long that God would help me with this sin. Mm-hmm. But then there's areas of their life where they're not submitting to the word of God. And so yeah. it's kind of like, you know, not really a head scratcher on that one, why you mm-hmm. might not see your efforts and prayers blessed. So there are some places that come to mind for me, but yeah. um, maybe I guess there's lots of questions we could ask, Mike. But in terms of, um, in terms of kind of, may- maybe before we talk about any kind of like you know, strategies or more street level stuff. Mm-hmm. What are some of the major dynamics, spiritually speaking, that are happening in somebody's heart and soul as they're finding themselves tripped up with sin? Like, what is kind of the framework or the paradigm for how a believer would think about growing in holiness, putting sin to death? Any like kind of major hangers that we should have in mind? Well, I think the the major thing we need to think about is idolatry. I mean, if, if, if Christ is not our heart's desire, you know, that, that, I love that verse in, in Romans, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and, and uh, make no provision, right? right? The idea that there's this, there's this um, idolatry, you know, 1 Corinthians 10, 14 says, therefore, my beloved, flee from idolatry. This is right after saying, uh, no temptation has overtaken you, but such as is common to man. Uh, God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond your ability, but will with the temptation provide the way of escape also that you may be able to endure it. So the idea of idolatry, the fact that we, uh, we, we don't have Christ as our treasure in our heart, we don't have Christ as our affection, our primary affection, that's when we're pushed off, off course. You know, I've said it often, but you can't be worshiping and sinning at the same time. Right. Super helpful. Yeah, I think just what you said, that's exactly where my mind was going as well. Every single sin issue is a worship issue. And mm-hmm. if we're not worshiping the Lord and submitting to Him, we're going to find ourselves hungering after other things that would meet those needs or, or find those desires, you know, at least attempting to satisfy those desires. Mm-hmm. James 4, you know, what causes fights and quarrels among you? Isn't it this, that your passions are at war within you? Right. So every time that, and this could be, you know, to maybe move towards something practical, if you haven't already done this, if there's this sin that's dogging you and you've never asked the question, what, what, you know, itch am I trying to scratch and going and doing this? Or, you know, why do I, why am I seeing this crop up again and again? What's the passion or desire enemy, the thing that I'm trying to worship rather than the Lord, and how, how am I turning to this to find something that I should be finding in Christ and all of the, the graces that he's given as well. Um, I was just, uh, I think maybe yesterday or the day before, reading Psalm 36, and just this great line, um, how precious, this is verse 7, how precious is your steadfast love, O God, the children of mankind take refuge in the shadow of your wings, they feast on the abundance of your house. And you give them drink from the river of your delights. Yeah. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light do we see light. Anybody who's going down a, a sinful path or keeps finding themselves tripped up, they're not drinking from that fountain. You know, they're not they're not feasting on the abundance of who the Lord is. Right. So yeah. that's that's high level rather than practical, but mm-hmm. but crucial obviously to understand. Yeah. Um, what else would you say, Mike? Practical thoughts, general thoughts. Where's your mind at? Um, I think this idea of the practical and, and battling temptation. And I think most Christians would admit we're not good at it. We, we succumb to temptation far more often than we, than we feel victorious over it. Um, and I think that, I think it does reside in the heart and the mind, okay? And then the actions flow. You know, the idea that 
even Jesus said the, the, the mouth speaks out of that which fills the heart. And, and you just act upon the things that are, that are really about, you, you know, that's in deep within you. So I think about the heart and the mind, and I think about the heart affections and the mind attentions that really then, then it gets into your hands and, 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 uh, and your voice and others that you, you have the actions. So I think um, too often, I'm going to say we self-medicate versus clinging to the word of life. You know, Philippians 2.16 talks about holding fast to the word of life and the idea that you're in, a, in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. You know, I've said this bef- uh, a lot recently in preaching, but I said, you need lots of Bible to get through the day, mm-hmm. okay? But, you know, some people will say, no, no, I, I actually need lots of coffee <laughs> to get through the day. I'm like, well, not if you never got hooked on it like me, okay? Um, yeah. <laughs> as Connor I just sits rolled here, my eyes because I'm as holding Connor a sits here with right his now. coffee cup, with his little idol, um, which has, which by the way, says the missions course on it. And let oh, me just do a shameless plug. The please. missions course is starting September 19th, next Tuesday. But can you still sign up? You can still sign up. Huh. www.graceorange.org. Go and sign up for the missions course today if you want to reach people for Christ. Booyah. How do you like that? I was completely that fluid. Turned on a dime. I'm telling <laughs> you right really now. Yeah. Okay. So back to the, back to the self-medicating and, and not holding on to the word of life. You need lots of Bible. You need lots of Bible to get through the day. And if you're not going to satisfy the desires of the flesh, your heart affections have to be anchored. And when, when they're not in my life, and they, this ebbs and flows, okay? It's like at the beach. The tide goes in, the tide goes out. And it's like your heart and mind affections have to be anchored in Christ. But then your mind, you know, set your, 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 your mind on, uh, on the things of God, not the things of earth and all of that, that your mind attention needs to be this is a battle for the mind okay mm-hmm. be renewed uh, by the by the uh, uh, how does it go by be be transformed, transformed by the renewing of your mind yeah the idea that the transformation happens by the spirit through the word right but as we're dwelling right. on it uh, colossians three sixteen. let the word of christ dwell in you richly and then the outflow so that's gonna the heart and the mind the heart affections the mind attentions are gonna drive the 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 voice and the hands and the feet actions right so, yeah. right and maybe just, just to push deeper on what you're saying as you're talking i'm thinking if my heart is not consumed by a desire to bring bring glory to christ i'm in a dangerous place in other words the, the idea is not just let me kind of reside in neutral and hope that i don't walk down this bad road if i'm not on the positive side have, having my life marked by this radical wholehearted full-blown commitment to completely obey god's word mm-hmm. um completely worship him with my whole being to the degree that that's not happening i'm opening myself up to patterns of selfishness idolatry so so every belief i think you know maybe sometimes we almost have this idea of of, well i may not be thriving spiritually but Mm -hmm. as long as i'm not doing x y or z you know really bad thing Mm -hmm. things are more or less intact and that might not be the case at all um there could be serious sin issues with selfishness and idolatry in that exact situation because mm-hmm. there's not the positive I, w- I want christ to get glory for my life i yeah. want i want to honor him yeah, yeah. i think that point you're making is, that's right on point you like you you have to be thinking this way you don't go well, i'm just gonna walk the tightrope and maybe i'll fall this way or that way right. maybe i'll fall into the arms of jesus or maybe i'll fall into the pit no and it, what did jesus say in matthew 26 41 watch and pray mm-hmm. that you would not enter into temptation the spirit indeed is willing but the flesh is weak. And if you have any questions about that, 
If you're a believer, just go to Romans 7, okay? Read some Romans 7, go 6, go to Romans 6, 7, and 8. What you'll find is, you get to Romans 8, and it says, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us, Romans 8, 37. So, you know, you've got to be submitting to God, as James 4, 7 says, be submitting to God, uh, resist the devil, he will flee from you. So yep. you've got to, that's right. you know, that's the strategy, you know, about fighting temptation. Right. Watch and pray. Right. Um, your word I have hidden in your heart, my heart that I would not sin against you. Psalm 119, verse 11. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And uh, James 4, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. Absolutely. So some believers live with this constant sense that they're far from God. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is that they're allowing sin to, to have an unchecked presence in their life. Yeah, so believer, I hope you see what we're doing here. Yeah. We're like we're like literally washing over you with scripture after scripture after scripture because we know that's, you know, Proverbs says, don't enter the path of the wicked. Do not walk in the way of evil. Yep. Uh, avoid it. Do not travel it. Turn away. Pass on. Uh, and again, I'm going to go back to that verse you shared, Romans 13, 14. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. But what do we do? We, we plan it out. And we should not do it. So flee sexual immorality, 1 Corinthians 6, 18. Every sin a man is, out, is outside the body, but he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. Yep. So, And again, you, you might have temptations towards uh, financial uh, impropriety, right? Well, those who desire to get rich fall into a temptation and a snare and in many foolish and harmful lusts which drown men in destruction, uh, 1 Timothy 6, 9. Um, so you need to... Again, go back to 2 Timothy 2.22. Flee youthful passions or youthful lusts and pursue something. So you don't just stop doing something. Yep. You pursue, what does it say? Righteousness, right. faith, love, right. peace uh, with, the, with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. So in the context of a local church, yes. right? So you're not going to do this alone. Yeah, Do this with the local church. Right. Yeah, Ephesians 4, put on uh, certain things, put off certain things. There's passages like that, Romans 12, 2. There's always a positive pursuit, not just mm-hmm. a negative cutting off. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we want to start to draw this to a close. Um, I was just going to mention just two things quickly, Mike. Um, first, there's always, always, when you're feeling like you're hounded by a sin, there's always a temptation to want to just kind of grit your teeth and push through it. You know, Nike sanctification, just do it. And it doesn't work. Um, Romans 6, 14. For sin will have no dominion over you. Why? Since you're not under the law, but under grace. So the, the way of striving and pushing and all, all of that, you know, according to our own strength, is the way of the law. Mm-hmm. And uh, apart from the Spirit, no one ever, you know, gets anywhere with that. One sin just rises to replace the one that you thought you'd be. Yeah. Um, but under, under grace, you know, if the starting place is I've already been freed by Christ, his grace has already poured out over me, has, has poured out his spirit on me, his death has paid for my sins and he's risen again. He already loves me with his whole heart. That's the, that's the starting place, the foundation from which you can fight against sin because you have this amazing savior who loves you so much. So yeah. maybe just worth noting. Um, yep. second thing I was going to just say quickly, Mike, cause you know, I think probably one area where we all struggle is to confess sin honestly mm-hmm. to others. And especially if there's a sin that you know is present in your life, you're aware of it. It's not like some hidden thing. Um, and you're still, you know, thinking that you're going to make it through on your own. You're, you're actually proudly rejecting God's word. James 5 commands, confess your sins to one another. And mm-hmm. so we're commanded to, to bring that ugliness in us out into the light 
in the community of God's people and to have help, you know, that, like Galatians 6, that other people would help us bear our burdens, just like sometimes we help other people bear their burdens. So I think that's about all I've got, Mike. What else from you? Uh, anything big before we, yeah, finish me, this one off? Sure. I think those are some great thoughts. I think, let me just give one more idea uh, from James chapter 1, okay? So James chapter 1, uh, verses 2 through 4 says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full result, full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. So you've got a word for trial there, and it's the idea of something coming towards you, and it's for your testing and all of that. Then it says over in verse 12, Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. Mm -hmm. uh, for when he has stood the test, he will be uh, getting the crown of life. Okay, which God has promised to those who love him. Now, the interesting thing is, then you get down to verse um, 13. Let no one say when he is tempted. You see that? When he is tempted, uh, a temptation to sin. Now, some of these words are coming from some of the same Greek uh, roots, okay? Mm. Uh, but the idea is this. Yes, tried and tempted, right? Right. Yeah. So the idea is this. When, when he is tempted, don't say, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. But it says that each person is tempted, and there's just two words that get used. When he is lured and enticed by his own desire. The lure, if you fish, if you ever fish with a lure, you can catch some good fish that way. It, it just sparkles, it, it, it's, it's enticing, it, it flashes in the water, and, and it makes the fish bite at it. Okay, Something you jump at that kind of comes your way that you really want in the moment, without thinking. Mm -hmm. Well, then it talks about um, enticed. And the idea is, that's like a bait trap. Where let's say like, you know the old mouse trap? You put a little piece of cheese on <laughs> uh -huh. it, okay? Oh yeah. And the idea that you put the trap there, or a hunter would put it something in a bear trap or whatever. Or the fisherman would chum, you know, yeah. with some with some yeah. chops of fish or whatever yeah. like that. The idea mm. is you're, you're trying to, it's you're gonna get caught because bait was used, all right? And the idea is you got lure and you got bait. And the idea is that it comes from your heart. It, it says this. Each person is tempted when he's lured and enticed by his own desire. Then when desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when fully grown, brings forth death. And God is so good. But but what we're, well, our hearts are so much idol factories. That we go back to the idols that we go after. That there's this downward spiral of sin. And the interesting thing is, where does James 1 take you? Okay? It's tough. You're going through this stuff. Where does it take you? Right to the Word. It says, don't be deceived. Every good gift, every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there's no variation, shadow of sh turning. Of his own will, he brought us forth by the Word of truth. And then it says, so be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger, quick to hear the Word of God, slow to speak a word against God, slow to anger about uh, to, uh, towards God with what's going on in your life. It says here, receive the implanted word that's able to save your souls. Mm -hmm. And then it goes on to tell you that you've got to be a doer of the word. So again, if you want to have freedom over temptation, you want to see some victory, you've got to dive deep into the word of God and reject idols. So reject the idols, go towards the word in the context of a community of believers yep. in the local church. Yep. Amen. Uh, final thought for me, and then I think we can close. I was just going to mention the Psalms can give great voice to our to our prayers where mm -hmm. we are struggling with temptation. So if you wanted to even just jot any of these down, um, Psalm 6, 
Psalm 25, Psalm 32, Psalm 38, most famously Psalm 51. There's others as well, but um, these are psalms that are the, the prayer of somebody who's found themselves caught in sin and is crying out to God, acknowledging that, confessing that. Those, those can just give voice to our, the things that we're feeling, things to meditate on, pray back to God, and, um, and as we confess our sin to him and to others. Uh, we're putting ourselves in the place of humility and a good place to move forward. So, listeners, hope that's an encouragement to you. Lots of ideas bouncing around, obviously, but maybe some of that kind of caught your ear and just gave you a good thing to think about. We love you, and we're thankful for you. We pray for you throughout the week. Uh, thanks for tuning in today, and we'll catch you next time.